Gird your loins, everybody. Welcome to another episode of uh, Movie Slob. I'm taking the intro this time because I wanted to say that. We're going to be doing a extra special episode of uh, Movie Slob, episode three, where we're watching Robert's 4,000th Letterbox movie. What do you have to say about that? And I'm Robert. Uh, 4,000. 4,000? 4, so, uh, that's this our, is our deaf audio engineer, Bryce Walker. That is not a mean joke. That's facts. How's it sound? I can't hear. Okay. There you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is this is an extension of my uh, letterbox obsession. Uh, I just recently got up to 3,999 films, like, separately logged on there, not counting rewatches, of which there's many. And... Uh, when I got to 3,000, I was like, you know, I'm going to log something like important that I haven't seen yet. So I did Citizen Kane because that's the movie you think of when you think of an important movie that you haven't seen. So I thought, uh, you know, 4,000, let's do something similar. And uh, the first movie that came to mind, because I still have not seen it, is Lawrence of Arabia. But then I thought, you know what? Uh, let's make this fun. Let's make, let's, make it a, let's make it a poll for my followers on at movie underscore slob on Instagram. It's a shameless plug and for you there. And that's where everything took a turn. And uh, while I was trying to think, I was like, all right. And that, it's not that I was looking for the antithesis to Lawrence of Arabia, but I was just like, Lawrence of Arabia is like an important movie, right? For cinema or what? It's, you know, for cinema and junk. And uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, you know what else I haven't seen? Most rom-coms. So I thought, hey, uh, what's a good one I always hear people talk about? What's what's one that has a rewatchables episode so I can go listen to that once I finish watching it? And uh, is Devil, there one for this? Yeah, and Devil really? Wears Prada was one of them, so I was like, hey, that's a good pedigree. Shout out to that podcast. I love their show. Yeah, is a, that is a great movie podcast. Shout uh, outs to Bill Simmons. He has good opinions on sports. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't know. Uh, we'll get into speaking of sports. This is a, this is kind of a one off weirdo episode, but we'll get into. We watch. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of doing this maybe once a month on top of our regular. All right, but it can only be once a month. I don't know. I I'm was, holding you to that. I was talking to Sarah about it. She's like, you guys should just do like a rom-com, like maybe start another series about that. And I was like, we could oh, do rom-coms? like... rom-coms? I don't know. 13 going on 30. That's the, I was ta- we were talking to my mom before we left, and we were telling her we are going to watch this. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know that many rom-coms. I could probably name on one hand all the ones I like. And I was like, let's see, there's 13 going on 30. And she's like, uh, that one's okay. What else? And I was like... Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. <laughs> it's the one rom-com where I'm like, that one's cool. And she's like, I didn't really like that. And then uh, I didn't really like that. So well, Bri- Bryce stole my joke. I was going to say, what are you going to watch for your 5,000th movie, 50 First Dates? Hey, that's a no. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't care for that. That movie that movie should be canceled just because of the shitty 311 cover of The Cure's Love Song. That's a that's like a and that's a real offense. I to assume me. if you're listening to this, you're not in. Well, I guess you could be in the 909 San Bernardino area. We have a 96.7 KCAL Rock station. To be fair, I think that's all, like they all have over. never played a single Cure song on that station, but yet they love to play like covers of Cure songs. Like they play uh, the the love song by 311, and then uh, uh, someone covered Friday I'm in Love and. Um, just don't well, cover boys the don't cure. cry. I think like social deed. Boys don't cry or something. Don't like that. cover the cure. Robert Smith has it under control. He doesn't need your help. Also, I think ninety six seven is a. Uh, I think that's like the larger L A county, mm-hmm. maybe Riverside. No sir. No, right. it's I only Inland Empire. So it's I think it's in Sam uh, San Bernardino County and Riverside County. All right. Well then, that's that is a joke for locals only. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I put it to a vote on the movie slob account, and uh, guess who? Guess what? Guess who? What they voted for? Not Lawrence of Arabia. So, shout out to Larry. Uh, we'll watch your movie sometime eventually. You'll probably report back on that because I, I mean, I should see that eventually. As during this whole quarantine, 
uh, debacle, I guess. Uh, I have been kind of going through my list of a shame, I call it, on Letterboxd. The Devil Wears Prada. Meet Andy Sachs. A million girls will kill to have her job. She is not one of them. Andy moves into New York to work in the fashion industry. Her boss is extremely demanding, cruel, and won't let her succeed. She doesn't fit into the high-class, elegant look of the magazine. All right, well, so let's get into what our expectations are, and I'll just start, <laughs> off, I'll just start off by saying that um, if you're going to go write for a fashion magazine, maybe dress the part. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, whatever the, the softer equivalent of victim-blaming is on Anne, Anne you, Hathaway's what character here. What are you talking about? Like, you in the movie, she doesn't dress the part? That's what you just read. You just said that she she doesn't fit in with the high class fashion or whatever bullshit she's wearing. I was reading it really earnestly. I wasn't paying attention to what I was reading. Oh, I was I didn't putting more effort were, into. Well, the, I was uh, listening to you, like you know. It was like a good. You, like it was a good do. read. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like it sounds like she's got the brains for the job, but not the looks. I think she's gonna learn. I think over. I think my prediction is. Uh, what's the what's the old broad? So this, this movie is starring. I should know this already. Anne Hathaway as Andy Sachs and Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestly, and then Emily Blunt. I didn't know she was in it. So uh, Stanley Tucci. So you know, what was it? Helen Helen Mirren? Is that her name? Who was it? No, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. I, I know you said it like a second ago. I already forgot. You know what though? Uh, this might offend people. I get Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep mixed up all the time. Sure, yeah, I, I can't remember any of them. So, but uh, of them, older white women. I mean, they're kind of all interchangeable, right? Would, like, I would say those two specifically because uh, they kind of look identical to me. I don't know, like when we I couldn't the, pick docu- them up out of documentary the now. Like I th- always thought it was Meryl Streep. Huh? <laughs> that was inter- what's Meryl? Well, what's the big Meryl Streep movie other than this one that she's famous for? Uh, she was literally an adaptation. Wasn't that? Nope. I thought that was like. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Isn't that like Glenn Close yep, or yeah, something? Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. They're all the same well, woman to me. Well, she was... Oh, you know what she was really good in was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, she true. She was yeah. the wife of Well, yeah, Adaptation Clooney. Fantastic. We watched uh, that recently during the quarantine. She was also in Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, Mia 2. All right, well, hold on. Can I derail the podcast for like a minute to talk about Mamma Mia 2? Mamma um, Mia 2. Here we go again. That's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were setting me up. I, no, no, no. Uh, she was in The Deer Hunter... Um, Mary Poppins, uh, unfortunate a series of unfortunate. The original events. Mary Poppins or the new? No, you know it's the new one. Mary don't, Poppins, don't fuck with me. Um, two electric boogaloo. She was in The Giver, The Homesman, The Manchurian Candidate. The original or the uh, the Ant Bully? Don't don't interrupt me. The Ant Bully is it A U N T like the <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Helen Mirren or whatever her name is I can't remember Meryl Streep. <laughs> Uh, uh, that was good. I like that. So wait, what? I forgot. What were we doing here today? Oh, um, we're watching that movie. All yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, what's our expectations here on this plot? Do you think? First of all, do you think we're gonna like this movie? Um, I think. Okay, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. But I'd like to. It's not for us. We have can to go you be pleasantly surprised if you're expecting to be? Because it, then it's not pleasant. It's just expectedly surprised. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's got Anne Hathaway in it. She's a great actor. I do like Anne uh, Hathaway. I feel like she gets Meryl a lot of Streep. Shit. I've never seen anything. She's never not acted good. Uh, I okay. Here's the thing. Other than that little synopsis, I don't know anything about this movie. I know. Gird your loins. I remember okay. that from the trailer. I was going to say, the only thing I can remember oh, is... Oh, Mamma Mia 2. I need to talk about Mamma Mia 2. 
Okay, because I saw I never saw the movie, but I saw the trailer. And the plot of Mamma Mia 2. The plot is, of Mamma Mia is dumb. Well, here, okay, the plot of Mamma Mia 1 is she's trying to figure out which one of the like three dudes, one of whom oh, is Pierce Brosnan, right? Uh, is her actual dad because her mom had sex with one of them while they were on vacation in some song, uh, some, some song. Ab- Abbas, because they're all based off of Abba yeah. songs. It's a jukebox music. Here I go again. So my, my. in Mama Mia 2, so here like we go she's, again. She's going like, my, my, how could I which, forget you? My, she my, literally forgot him. Which one of you is my dad? <laughs> and so in. No, no, the lyrics are, my, my, how could I forget you? But like, she doesn't know which one she fucked. I guess. I mean, but but the char- the main character's mom. You know what would be the one that doesn't remember. I gotta give that two big mama me. I wa- who is who is who are the three dads? Well, you don't have it open, but I think because um, I'm because I'm wondering if one of the three dads is named Fernando in the movie because it's all Ava songs. Isn't it like Benicio del Toro? And the other one's name is like Dancing Queen. Paul or something? Giamatti. I want to say Pierce Brosnan is one of them, but I could be wrong. I don't. Uh, you're right. It's Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård and Pierce Brosnan. What's with the fucking talent in this movie? We, maybe we should be watching this instead. Anyway, uh, so lots, in, of, lots of five stars. So in Mamma Mia two colon here we go again. The plot is that the girl travels back in time so that she can find out which one of these dudes her mom fucked on vacation and made her. It's in, like in Greece, right? Is that where they're at? Italy? I, I, wherever, I don't know. Where wherever Abba's from. Uh look, let me read the synopsis for that. This might be our next episode of what? Uh of whatever this is. Hey, does this suck? Like is that the <laughs> title? <laughs> Maybe it sucks. The the That's or all bet good. it sucks. 5 years after meeting her three fathers, Sophie Sheridan prepares to open her mother's hotel in 1979. So it's a gangbang situation, <laughs> all three of them. We don't know that. Young Donna Sheridan meets the men who could each be Sophie's biological father. Could they? Cuz I feel like there's three of them and one of them probably doesn't really look like her. Um Well, I You don't could probably if there's three, I feel like you could you could pick the least likely and be like, "Uh, you go sit over there. We'll come get you when we're done. I think we're done." Well, if her mother wasn't so, you know, bigoted, it would be a little bit easier to tell. She's only, you know, ba- banging men that kind of look similar to each other. She's got a type, is what you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> like I said, not to derail, but I ever since I saw that trailer, I was fascinated with the concept of a time-traveling musical about her mom. Also, okay, so if you're making Mamma Mia 1, wouldn't you use all of the ABBA songs? What are they doing in number two? Are they reusing them? Is it the There's same? only like five ABBA songs anyway, right? Like well, Fernando, Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, Take a Chance on Me. Is that what it's called? Take a Chance on Me. Is that it? Uh, I could look it up. Because here's why I know so much about ABBA. You might be asking yourself, why does a 30-year-old <laughs> man know so much about ABBA <laughs> in no, the year 2020? Show. But... I mean, yeah, it was it was a that was on the tw- uh, that seventy show, but there was also uh, Disney Radio Disney used to have uh, the they would play songs by a band called uh, Little was, Bit of Mickey in My Life that too, but they would play not it wasn't because they weren't called ABBA they were called A Teens. Do you remember A Teens? Yeah, and they did a remix version of Mamma Mia, and I remember like liking that song when I was six or whatever the fuck. So, um, I don't I don't know any of these. Uh, gimme, 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 Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, The Winner Takes All, Super Trooper, but it's spelled with a U. Uh, That's stupid. My mama said, Waterloo, Take a Chance on Me, Love All Your Love on Me, Chiquita Banana. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) White people shit. 
Knowing me, knowing you, SOS. Uh, All right, I think uh, you've thought more about ABBA than anyone else in the last 20 years, so we're good. So anyway, back to uh, Devil Wears Prada. Uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say before we watch it? I mean, we'll check back in after we watch it. I just wanted to set up. Here's why we're watching this random-ass movie. That piqued my interest. Uh, One of the reviews on on Letterboxd, which is is the reason we're doing this, uh, was this is uh, the fashion world's version of Whiplash. Oh, that's what I was going to say in my predictions. I feel like... Because it's a, it's she has a mean boss, a mean girl boss, right? So she's gonna have to like vie for her respect or whatever, and she's gonna be like, she didn't really hate me. She just wanted to teach me about linens and things. I know a lot of people like this movie. The more we're talking about, it, the more I'm like, let's put something else on. You know what, dude? I can't break my promise to the people. You're right. Um, a lot. Okay, so the problem with Letterbox, if you're listening, Mister Letterbox, uh, a lot of reviews are just either quotes from the movie or a very, very specific, like, shout-out to something that happened in the movie, and that's the review. Like, I like that. That's fun. Then you have to, something to look out for, you know? Um, every single man in this movie is dumb, selfish, disgusting, whiny, uh, loser, except for Nigel. Big dick energy was invented for Stanley Tucci. All right, I'm uh, ready for that, I guess. And then someone, four stars, well, damn, Miranda, I can't control the weather, which is a 70s <laughs> show reference. I don't know... Um, I would die for Emily Blunt. Four stars. Uh, yeah, Emily, Emily Blunt is is four stars. Stanley Tucci is the love of my life. Uh, three and a half stars. This chick flick is is equal. <laughs> this is the Citizens Kane of fashion movies. All right, so hey, I mean, what a better, what better way to and then start four us off? stars. Well, shit. Dot 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 dot. Like a lot of ellipses. See, I feel like all all of the romantic comedies I, that I've actually seen are from like 1954. Like everything, like some like it hot and fucking the apartment and shit like that. I I haven't seen anything made after like. No, this is a quote from the movie and it's pretty good. I'm sorry. Do you have some prior commitment? Some hideous skirt convention you have to go to? All right. So okay. So we're gonna get a lot what, of banter, dude. What if this was like uh, Whiplash, where she was using like derogatory terms towards gays and like calling everybody like the R word and stuff? Could you make it in the fashion industry? No, that probably was your not. But I'm I was gonna, just thinking, I'm gonna like, say imagine no. J.K. Simmons in this movie. Where <laughs> All right, yeah, we need to we need to switch that out. Edit that. Edit how, the okay, J.K. Simmons. let's make some predictions. How many um, how many fat jokes do you think are going to be in there? Yeah, it was 2006, right? So some of the humor is probably not going to have. Age well, I don't well. even mean that. I just know the fashion world is very You're right. Cool that's towards that's weight. true. So I at least a, one. I'm going to say between one and five. Okay, so my prediction is my Super Bowl predictions for this movie are. Uh, there's going to be no mo- no more and no less than five fat jokes. Two being about the main character, and I'll we'll come back to this. And then the other one, here's my oddball pick. There's going to be a crow's feet joke about uh, from Meryl Streep, who's an older lady, to another younger lady. She's like, you already got crow's feet, like something like that. You stupid, worthless bitch. <laughs> right? That's what's going to be. Try putting like, right? some makeup on you, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now I'm hi- now I'm hyped up for this movie. I feel like uh, <clears throat> I I feel like at some point in the movie, Meryl Streep or some someone in a pow- in a uh, position of power is going to say like, I don't. Where'd you this? buy that shirt? Kmart or something like that? Where'd you get that? The poop store. Uh, yeah, exactly. She's going to hand someone a doll. This is probably not going to happen. That looks like it came from Pier One Imports or some th- something. <laughs> wait, that's like a furniture store, right? <laughs> Do you buy your shoes at IKEA? You dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I feel like one of those is coming. 
<laughs> she's gonna hand somebody a dollar and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were homeless." Do you think something anyone, like that? Will anyone in this movie do cocaine? Like, I know it's not a Martin Scorsese movie, um, but I, I kind of feel like I could, I'm it's the fashion no, world. I'm right? gonna say no, but they're going to reference somebody that does do cocaine, or like a joke about like this this model has. She eat, stays up on the French blogs all night doing cocaine. All so she does she is eat cigarettes and and drink vitamin water and from drink Italy. beer, like. Uh, Maybe you could fit into your skirt if you didn't drink so many Modellos, Angela. Okay. Because um, they're because they're fashion try forward, skinny but they're girl writers. Margaritas. They're not, yeah. It's going to be very. I have a feeling that the I I love pettiness. Uh, Same. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of pettiness in this movie. I um, I'm excited now that we're talking about it. I was wanting to back out, and now I'm in. I hope it's good. You guys, I hope this movie's good. <laughs> Please let it be good. I think we we had a pact to where if it sucks, we're, we'll pause it halfway through and be like, so here's the bad news. <laughs> so uh, I'll make sure to lead with that. If we, if But who knows? Maybe it'll be good enough. We can watch it. I don't know. I don't um, have a, Yeah, that's my... Do my, you have any predictions? At Bryce? Or? No, yeah. Well, both of you, but... I, w- I was going to set up a mic for you, but it's buried under all the other shit, and I was like, he doesn't want to say anything about <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. About a movie he hasn't seen. Just... Also, oh, this is—it's usually me and Rob, but Bryce is with us today. If you're familiar with him, will they? Will they? Will Will they start a band? Um, a screamo band. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. All right. What, uh, what is that a reference to? There's a—I totally forgot. There's a band called the Devil Wears. Oh Brothers. shit! Okay, no, that's a good joke. Um, how now? Isn't that a Christian band? How now, Brown Cow? Are they? Yeah. What's their story? Are they like? Why they like they played at Packing House, I believe. What the fuck is that real? Because I remember kinda, they have like, like some clout, right? They're what? They have like some clout, I think. They're, they have street. Well, right? because they're actually. Here's the thing: when you're a, a oh yeah, hard, well yeah, when the movie came out, <laughs> when you're a hardcore band, I don't think you need to have like lyrical talents. You just need to be able to have good guitars and drums. Well, we're not here to judge on musical. We are here to judge on movie taste, though. You know. If th- I'm not saying this is a bad movie, but I wouldn't mind doing um, this. But when we watch movies like The War Room, with like uh, Christian fellowship movies. All right, we're thinking too far ahead because the, the War Room is going to be like episode three thousand. If we're doing, uh, I don't want to watch. Uh, I don't even want to get into that. I love that clip where she's like, "You done it again, Lord." Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> just, I want to see a movie that ends like that, where it's like, "You done it again, Jesus," and then it and ends with like, like the Breakfast the Club fist in the air, like, "Don't you." <laughs> I, I, she's like, you're just okay. She's like, you've done it again, Jesus. You're just so fucking good to me. Like, no one, no one in the history of prayer has ever said that. Yippee Holy Father. <laughs> she's like, you know what, Jesus, two thumbs up today, not just one. I got okay. Will anyone ref- will anyone reference Jesus or any religion in this film? Um, Is there any way that that comes up? Well, she says, "Gird your loins." I bet you. S- oh, I'm calling it right now. And again, I have never seen this movie, so that same. I, uh, uh, just the trailer. Back I when it saw was the trailer in theaters many times. She's gonna walk into a room, and someone's gonna do like the Hail Mary, like the oh, because she's the devil. You're right. So there's religion in the title. I'm an idiot. Yeah. So so she's gonna walk in and like, dude, it's, <laughs> it's her, and then she's gonna do like the cross. Thing I feel like me do. and you were just imagining again, a, like a Martin Scorsese <laughs> version, like a, with as written by Paul Schrader. <laughs> Her, her personal assistant is Joe Pesci. Paul Schrader and Martin Scorsese present Satan Wears Prada. And it's like, like literally, like a, she's she's in a fucking Catholic church just being like, 
uh, Father, I sinned again. I, I, uh, I. Uh, uh, my my movie would be called like Lucifer wears gators or something like something that. Something about like I, I bought I bought child labor from from Uganda <laughs> to make these to make this Prada bag. I supported it, him. I didn't care. Halfway through the movie, it turns out she she owns a sweatshop. Okay, wait. Here's the ultimate prediction: Is she really the devil? Is is it gonna be like Devil's Advocate, dude? Follow me here. Where this movie ends, and she's like, "Gotcha, motherfucker! Now you're going to hell." <laughs> like you, like you thought that Prada bag was so important. I think it's <laughs> gonna end like Whiplash, where like she gets fired, and then they meet. Oh, up she will get fired. I bet. I, towards the end of the movie, third act. I think yeah, starts with her. No, middle. Fired. The third act is her getting her. Because because I feel like what's gonna happen is she's gonna rise to meet her, uh, sort of her expectations, right, and then realize like I don't want this in my life. I'm too good for this, and then she's gonna like move home or something. I, but yeah, that's definitely gonna. Because she's, she's, it's in New York, right? So she's going to move home at, I, at some I, point I, in the movie. Maybe, uh, you remember <laughs> The Princess Diaries? <laughs> well, the problem is when you've seen a million movies, you just sort of... Uh, I feel like he, he's probably predicted the whole movie. Do you guys remember that? The Princess Diaries? I remember, I remember, I remember the trailer. When, she when like, she, yeah, when she's supposed to be like ugly, I'm air quoting, uh, Well, it's just like you said with calling her fat. They always do that in movies. Well, no, like they're like she's really ugly, and all they did was they frizzed her hair yeah. out, and she was still super hot. Which I'm team frizz as hair. like a 14 rather, year old girl. You have the sex hair. I'm a 14 year old boy. Yeah. I was like, this is. I mean, well, I was like, why? I remember seeing that trailer. And I'm like, she's she's gorgeous. Don't do that to Anne Hathaway. She's coming. You know the that woman. The first time I ever saw uh, the trailer for that Princess Diaries movie was when we went to go see the fucking the the Emperor's New Groove. I was like, what was the llama? It's a great movie. Uh, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. I like I don't, it. I don't love it. Uh, I would say, other than Joe Dirt, that's one of David Spade's best performances. I mean, other than like Tommy. Boy. Yeah, well, because because when you're think when you're talking David Spade as as far as uh, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, th- those aren't David Spade movies. <laughs> those are Chris Farley movies. So, yeah, yeah and it's weird saying. that he plays a straight man in those movies, but he does a really good job. Maybe he needs to go back to that because that was his sh- his shtick. Was the uh, well, he like, did technically go back to that oh with yeah, the wrong Missy. You. Yeah, with the wrong Missy, of course. Yeah, maybe we'll watch that. Who knows? That that seems like a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. yeah, all the time. I, That's my whole life. That's pretty much all I do all day long. I one burned into my memory. No, no fucking reason. Is uh, Chicken Run? Chicken, chicken Run, yeah. yeah. What's the Wallace and Gromit no, movie? I remember that. Yeah. Is that the same company? Yeah. No Are one escapes it? from Tweety's farm. I don't remember that much. Jesus. You know who that is, right? That's that. That's the bald guy from all the Guy Ritchie movies. Can yeah. we do okay while we're doing weird spinoff episodes? We got to do a future episode where all we do. We're is two episodes in. We're doing spinoffs. It's pretty great. This is episode three, bitch. So <laughs> no, I mean we're two episodes in. Then we decided to do a spinoff. Yeah, not, no, no, I'm, I'm saying bitch the way that I imagine someone in this movie would be like. It's it's cool. I'm Brittany, bitch. Like not like come along, come join me on what I'm saying. I feel like we need to do an episode where uh, we just talk about the best uh, movie Happy Meal tie-ins. Because uh, Burger King kind of had some some fire. Happy Meal is a McDonald's thing. It is, but I knew you would call me out on that. But because you would call me out on that. That's why I knew. Okay. All right. Let's start the movie. Uh, we got we 22 minutes of predictions right here. That's pretty good. I feel like there was something. There was Oh, okay. One one other thing I, I predict, predict will happen is a gay panic joke, which if you don't know what that means is where – some character... Uh, well, because a gay guy goes, gird your loins! Exactly, so there's a gay guy in it, so we know uh, that. Am I allowed to do... Uh, can you do a gay impression? Uh, I don't know, but let's... I'm gay, not. so don't worry about it. Okay. Gay for Jesus, right? Yes, sir. Uh, 
But yeah, there, a gay panic joke is where there's a character who's not gay who interacts with a character who is gay, and then the gay character either flirts with them or misinterprets that person as being gay, and then they're like, whoa, no, yeah. I'm not gay. Well, like and a good example of that is in... So uh, I feel like there's a high likelihood of like the, the love interest being like, Oh, I think your I think your uh, coworker there was checking out my ass in these Jordache jeans my, or my whatever. My derriere. Some kind of fashion joke or like I just wore my doctors to work and he thinks it's sexy. Like I feel like there's going to be some kind of uh This is joke the last time I wear dickies. Yeah, a joke that would not fly even 4 years later. Uh, yeah. Um So well, yeah, we'll definitely keep you up. A good example of that is in I Love You Man where like he goes out on a date with Thomas Lennon. Is that? I mean, does that count? It's not though? gay panic. It's but it's more like misinterpreted. I'm not saying that's a subversion of gay panic, but I feel like there, that's sort of a because it's not like it's a subgenre. That's an interesting question because because I, I feel like what the one dude's reaction is. Uh, what's his name? The guy everybody loves, Paul Rudd, is just kind of like, oh, okay, and it's not. It's not like he's because like, he's oh, respectful. Gross. No, no, because that would be gay panic. That'd be like that. That's like a gay fear right there. If only there was a term for for fear of gays. Anyway, we're 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 ready to ro- watch this movie now. Fear of gays. The Devil Wears Prada. Let's get to it. Oh wait, one last one last thing. Uh, isn't there a porno version of this called The Devil Wears Nada? I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. So we got to watch this one to be able to watch that. Um, one. Yeah, and then we'll do a, a prediction. I have a I have a prediction. There's going to be some penetration. We'll do yeah. We'll do that episode when we talk about the the Bear Bitch Project. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the hills have thighs. There's also sex files. That's a real one. These are all real ones, folks. Uh, uh first porn I ever saw was the hills have thighs. Oh, very nice. Yeah, well, first one that I like saw on TV. Was it were they like mutant freaks that lived out in like no? It RV was camps oh, or the, the 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 witches of Brestwick. Oh yeah, one. that's a, that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, it was on starring Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I want. I would like to take a poll, maybe like a Twitter poll, of, like how many people. Now that's a gay panic joke. <laughs> No, you're just supportive. I like it. Uh, of how many people like got the free HBO weekend, and that was their first, like that was their introductory to porn, because at like nine o'clock, all all bets were off, and then you saw like the well, super fake porn at six p.m. You'd see the commercials for the fucking uh, Girls Gone Wild videos, where they where they had that Jamaican that fire beat. It's like, what's that instrument that Jimmy had? Where it's like, no, that's no, yeah, Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> I think it was a, it was a vuvuzela, right? Like, there's nothing sexier than a vuvuzela. All right, let's get it going, yeah, everybody. I got Miranda Priestley is the editor in chief of Runway. So you don't read Runway? No. Not to mention a legend. And before today, you'd never heard of me? No. You work a year for her, and you can get a job at any magazine you want. You have no style or sense of fashion. I, I, no, no. That wasn't a question. You got a job at a fashion magazine? What, was it a phone interview? Who is that? Are we doing a before and after piece I don't know about? (laughs) In the world of high fashion. There you are, Emily. Actually, it's Andy. My name is Andy. A million girls would kill for this job. There's some reason that my coffee isn't here. Did she go to Rwanda for the beans or something? Where so much is at stake. I need 10 or 15 skirts. The police! The police! Hello? Where are my eggs? Lingerie. She is vicious. Andy Sachs is about to discover. She hates me, Nigel. There's a way that you can help me. Little Chris go on some fishing line and we're in business. It's not just about what you wear. What do you think? <laughs> Andy, you look so chic. You look so thin. Do I? Just one stomach flew away from my gold weight. 
It's about who you are. Nate. I got it. Let me talk to her. No, 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 I'm leaving right now. Do you know why I hired you? I see a great deal of myself in you. The person whose calls you always take, that's the relationship you're in. Let me know when your whole life goes up in smoke. That means it's time for a promotion. People think that success just happens to you. It doesn't. You want this life? The decision's yours. The Devil Wears Prada. And we're back. We just watched, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, the Devil Wears Nada? Surf? You there, Rob? Uh, I'm trying to finish this level on Ball Busters or whatever this game's called. Well, you're fucking busting my balls, dude. Get back in here. Um, all right, hold on. So, I have oh, so some that's a non-thought game. You don't need to think to play that. Speaking of thoughts, I have some on this movie that we... Uh, uh, where do, okay, let's before we okay. get into your review, uh, let's go over our predictions again. I, I had predicted... Um, Fat jokes. Well, let's get the stuff I got wrong first. Okay, so I got wrong. Nobody did a cross... The You're right. Thing. I was. A, I was ex- that's good writing. I would have put that in a movie. <laughs> I was for sure <laughs> because it didn't happen. I'm calling it bad writing. Yeah, I, I feel you. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what else did we predict? Predicted know, it'd be like a good movie. Predicted I'd be pleasantly surprised. I was Same. Wrong about yeah, that. we were dead ass wrong about that. The movie was so fucking long ago. It feels like it was 30 days that we've been sitting here watching this fucking. I feel movie. like we've been in quarantine as long as that movie. I'll just say this. I wanted to like it. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I went in with every intention of... uh, It started uh, off, and I was like, hey, this is... Hey, all right. I'm on board. I'm a a good feminist or whatever. But, uh, God damn, Can you be a good feminist if you're a man? I feel like you're just the enemy. Yeah, I'll do my best, but... We're both straight white men, so, like, right now is not a good time to be... Talking about how much we hate the the devil wears Prada. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um... I mean, what's her name? Fucking not, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she's she's good. I get it. I like her in this. I feel like uh, who's Edge of Tomorrow? Emily Blunt. I feel like her. She was kind of bad in this. It was a little over the top. Like, yeah, she I put, didn't know it was Emily Blunt. So maybe she was really good. Or maybe because it wasn't good, I you had, were like, okay, there's no way that's Emily Blunt. Here's, good, here's how good she was in it. I had seen a lot of reviews on Letterboxd, and uh, a lot of them were like, Emily Blunt is the best in this movie and all that. And I was like, oh, it's cool she's in it. And then we watched it, completely forgot she was in the movie. And You're sitting there like, when does was. Emily Blunt show I up? I literally was like, wait, what, does she meet her in Paris or something like that? Um, no, it was the redheaded British girl. And then I was like, well, she does a great British accent. And then, of course, like every other famous actor here, she's uh, actually British. So... What's there her name? Go. The main chick again? I forget. Anne Hathaway? No, the other one. Meryl Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep. She's good in it. Meryl Streep, I said this during the movie, there's like three scenes in this movie that have really good, well-written monologues, and then the rest of it just feels like the most generic movie. It makes me wonder if she saw the script, and then she's like, I'll do two for you, and let me just go ahead and see what I can whip up with this scene. Yeah, I and can And then she kind of acted circles around it. I also, okay, uh, This is our. this is in our nature. We love to just you know, dissect movies and all that. And and for what it's worth, it's a decent, uh, I wouldn't even call it a romantic comedy. It's definitely a quote-unquote chick flick. It's for girls. It's it definitely marketed Is it a romantic girls. comedy, though? No, because that's what I not, thought it was. It Okay, so it is a, 
uh, fashion movie with like sprinkles of romance. Because uh, she does have to make a choice between the two boys. <laughs> no, she doesn't. That's the problem with the movie. There's no conflict. You're right. She doesn't have to make any choices. Yeah, in we fact, she makes that. multiple choices and and they work out for her. Like any, there's no consequences. Early on in the movie, it sets a stage for you. She takes this job. It's not going to be going good. Has a dinner with her father. Her job's not going well. And he's like, well, you know, just in case, here's uh, three months' rent. And she's living in like Manhattan or something, I assume, somewhere in New York. So, like, I rent's don't know not shit cheap. About New York, yeah, so. Shit's not cheap. And her dad's like, don't worry. If, even if you fail, I can pay your rent. And you're like, okay, well, now there's no stakes because uh, going in, it would have been much more effective if she was like, well, I got to keep this job because I can't afford to fucking live in this city and I want to make it as a journalist. You know what I mean? The stakes have never been lower. It's like, I was saying it too, it's like, from right from the beginning, you're like, well, she doesn't need this job. There's no, in the script, there's no uh, character who's like, hey, if you go work with her, then I can guarantee I'll let you work at fucking National Geographic or Also, HuffPo how does that translate? She basically went to school for law. Well, the guy even says at the end, he's like, why'd you work at a fashion magazine? Now you want to work at a real newspaper? Yeah. So, well, my point was, her dad even brings this up. He's like, uh, sweetheart... Uh, I'm paying your rent, and you went to school for law and then quit that and started a degree in journalism. So why are you working at a fashion magazine? As an assistant, she's not even writing. Like, she's a journalist. She's not actually doing anything. All she's doing is You're right. She never actually writes anything, and her whole point is she wants to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. And, like, wouldn't you think that the script writer would be like, okay, well, she's a journalist major. She just graduated. She's working at a fashion magazine as an assistant. Maybe, just maybe, she could wow her boss with a memo and she's like wait maybe you should just fucking write for this magazine yeah one of one of the how does that not happen one of the predictions i forgot to mention before we started was like she becomes like lead editors i had a feeling she was gonna like write up a a memoir of like this is what it was like working with the craziest woman in the industry and then it was gonna go viral or something like the kitchen confidential sort of thing yeah and it just didn't uh Nothing. I mean, nothing really happened in this movie. It was like so boring. Like her, I hated her boyfriend first of all because he was so nice to her the entire time. And then like, oh dude, look on Letterbox and the reviews. Uh, her boyfriend gets shit on. Like all the reviews are either Stanley Tucci, which by the way, I said his name wrong, uh, stole the show. Yeah, he's, easily the best character in the movie. Felt bad for him. He didn't but again, get- doesn't get any closure. Doesn't um Mm-mm. doesn't have a character arc. He's only good because that guy's a good actor. Like nothing. I mean, when you when he doesn't get that job, you're like legit. Like, oh, that sucks for him. Yeah, that was the most emotional scene. So in the you're movie. waiting for the moment where he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm I'm starting my own magazine or whatever the fuck. Some kind of something. Like, let that dude win. That sucks. And then same deal with Emily Blunt's character, where she screwed her out of her dream assignment or whatever to go to Paris. And, and then, then she it was just like, <laughs> she calls her up at the end. She's like, want some dresses? And, and she's, she's like, like sure, you fat bitch. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's like, you're so fat, I'm probably going to have to fucking have I'll be swimming in. in your clothes, you swine. Yeah, we counted, I think, like, almost a dozen fat jokes, every single one of them that at was Anne the, Hathaway's expense. The one prediction I got right is that Anne Hathaway, who, which, by the way, has never been fat, not, not even what Certainly you would consider not in this clothes, movie, yeah. and just right out the gate, you're fat, you're too fat for this job, and then he's like, you need to start dressing the part, I don't think I have anything under a size six, and she's like, well, I'm a size four, like, in... Uh, just, you know what, I would have been fine with it if the fat jokes were funny. Like uh, none of them were like, well, have put Rebel Wilson in the movie put your shit and have Rebel Wilson be calling her fat. That'd be funny to me. Yeah, like uh, have a fat person call her fat. Well, that was that was my comment at the time we were watching it too. Was just like, imagine if they made this now, where where they they actually let fat people be in in movies. Imagine if they cast an an actress who was actually fat in real life and then just said, "You're a fat fuck" to her face for comedy. I don't think you were it would allowed never to, happen. I don't think you were allowed to be fat until like 2013. 
yeah, movies. Some, uh, yeah, it was definitely in the 2010s where yeah. it was just like, hey, maybe fat people should be Maybe movies. fat people have, uh, you know, they have thick skin. I don't know that if you know. That doesn't necessarily is, mean they're not sensitive. This is a cause that's very important to our hearts. Let, let fat people be in movies. Not to mention all fashion now, if you haven't noticed, like, uh, is they, they have like a wide spectrum of different body sizes because it's, you know, body acceptance and all that. So, yeah, where's movie? that movie? Hey, you want to you want to make a movie that's, that'll make a bunch of money. Write a movie about a chick who's who's actually fat, who's like, yo, this magazine doesn't have any fat people in it. And then the whole movie is about how she's like, me and my friends are fat and we're going to we're going to model all these clothes for fat women. And it's that's the pursuit of happy meals. And that's happiness. fucking cool because fat chicks rule. <laughs> where's that movie? Yeah, uh, I just feel like I'm not a woman, but like I feel like if I'm watching this movie, heaven forbid, like if, if I can if I can put myself in the mind of a black woman, I would be like, why do I care what this skinny white bitch is doing in New York? Like whining about a job that's that pay, a good movie where you get free fucking clothes and get to go to Paris, and she's like, it's harder than I thought it would be. Have a movie where a young black lady just graduates from school. You know, she, against all odds or whatever, she has some sort of a you know background, and then they're like, "Sorry, you're just not what we're looking for." And then she's like, "Fuck you!" And then starts her own magazine, and then is now suddenly more influential. I would watch that. Well, remember there was that one movie where it was the gender reversed, uh, what what a woman wants yeah, or whatever. Uh, she's the man. Whatever happened to that? With wonder... Amanda Bynes. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think that's actually a remake too of an eight, or like a, maybe it was a '70s movie called Just One of the Guys or something like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, what the I also think it's adapted from a Shakespeare play, though. So maybe they're yeah. Both. I think it was uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay, something like that. Oh, you know what's a good now while we're talking Perchance about it, what's a good rom com? Poetry on a Fortnite uh, was Ten Things I Hate About You. I genuinely enjoyed watching that. that well, was a good that's one. because the cast is really good in that. I think it's just a cool. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's got the Joker guy, Heath Ledger. Yeah, uh, the Jokester, the Riddler. Ma- that Melissa Joan Fart. No, that's not her. It's Julia Stiles. Um, which, by the way, just doesn't exist anymore. Did she uh, die? No, she just doesn't act. I don't know what she's oh. doing. Uh, Maybe she does. Is that we were talking about that? Is that a is Five Hundred Days of Summer a romantic comedy or is no, it like an it's a, a twee decon- indie it's a movie? It's a deconstruction of I think of a romantic comedy because it's like, oh, this is what you want. No, this is the real world. Not that's what happen. like uh, film student guys are like. Yeah, that's my favorite romantic comedy because it's like uh, I, I it's actually that, good. I went through that phase. Uh, yeah, probably same too. I remember uh, in high school, our teacher, Mr. Harrington, said that his favorite romantic comedy was Gross Point Blank. And now we watched that movie recently. That's not a romantic comedy. Like, there's a romance in it, but like... That's like a half-cocked, like, opinion. Yeah. You know yeah, what that's, I mean? Yeah, that's, that's like a show-off, like, beat this, MF. It's got John Cusack, Joan Cusack, uh, I almost said Phil Hartman. Uh, Phil Cusack. Phil, Philip Cusack, and then uh, Joan Rivers. And Joan Cusack. And Jonathan Cusack. No, that movie is great, though. Great, yeah, great movie. One so of the best we, soundtracks for any movie ever. Interesting you bring up soundtracks. Uh, Devil Wears Prada has a terrible soundtrack. Yeah. All the songs, all the like sing, like songs with that are made by bands or, you know, like pop songs, those all suck. Uh, and then the actual, just the music, the score, or if you could call it that, fucking blows. It's just like this weird... It's this weird uh, Barnes & Noble jazz fusion I hate uh, it. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the budget went to Meryl Streep, and then like they couldn't afford music. They're like, "This movie premieres in forty-five minutes. Come on, let's go!" And he's like, "Uh, I don't know." It, w- it reminded keyboards. me of the HGTV where it's like Z-Bow, DIY, like that kind of thing. Yeah, 
I just, you know, I thought this was going to be like the Wolf of Wall Street. But like instead of Wall Street, it's like the Garment District or something. I don't know. Like I thought it was going to be like this this girl, you know, she learns the road, like Wall Street. Like I was hoping for a mix between Uncut Gems and Whiplash, (laughs) and I got neither. You know why? Because the movie's called The Devil Wears Prada, and it's like, okay, well, now I know that from the get-go... Meryl Streep is going to ruin her life and enjoy doing it. And Meryl Streep, uh, for all intents and purposes, is kind of a bitch in this movie, but because she's is a driven career woman. Yeah, kind and by of the a end bitch. of it, yeah. And by the end of it, you're like, she was so into her career, she ruined another marriage and all that. And it's like, she's not the devil. She's literally just a career woman. Like, it's fact. I, I know. Leave, I was I on leave, her side. I leave that movie respecting her most. Exactly. Out of every character, maybe Stanley uh, Tunchi a little bit more. Because uh, uh, she becomes, she's the character you rally behind. Because like this, this woman has twin daughters, is going through a divorce of her like whatever multiple husband, and she's carrying this fucking magazine. Which, yeah, exactly. Which, she, by she's the way, so good at her job that the guy's like, "I'm gonna fire you," and she's like, "No, you're not, because if you do, your magazine's fucking done." And like, and that's I feel like that that needed more. I wanted more about her character than about. Don't you uh, think that this, this movie kept introducing new ideas every twenty minutes? You're right. It, con- it constantly that idea should have been introduced first act where she knows going into the job that this lady's a bitch, but you know what? She's going through a hard time. The magazine's trying to get rid of her, and she's the one. She's the backbone of this company. She's been carrying this company on her shoulders for what was it, thirty years? Yeah. So it's like lead off with that. And then have her struggle to be a good assistant, and then she sees, oh, this lady's not a bitch. She's just she has a lot going on, and she I can needs learn my something help. From this woman. And I can learn something from her exactly. And they then, never bonded. I was waiting for mm-hmm. that. I was well, waiting for they that. They did like, at the very end. She's moment. like, you're kind of like me. And then uh, out of nowhere, uh, Emily Blunt gets hit by a car. And yeah, that was like, nuts. <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> that was like, what's the uh, Mighty Joe Young that movie where uh, Brad Pitt gets fucking? That's probably not the name of the movie. I just Mighty realized. Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie with, uh, Brad Pitt. with Brad Pitt where he gets hit by a car or a bus at the end of the oh, movie? Joe, Meet Joe Black. Black. I, oh. I was kind of close. <laughs> Mighty Joe Black. No, I haven't seen that. I don't know. Um, I just, on a Watch Mojo video, it was like crazy endings, and that was like number two. Isn't he the Grim Reaper in that movie or something? I, yeah. I don't know. I just know that he gets hit by a fucking bus. Is that a good movie? No, is it good? I think that was so like you haven't a, seen it either then. around the time Brad Pitt was like on Friends and was kind of just doing stuff like remember what was the the Mexican Brad Pitt was on Friends? Yeah, that's where he got famous from. Bruce Willis was also on Friends too. Well, no, he got famous from like the 12 Monkeys and stuff like that, but he I remember he, Bruce Willis he, was also on 12 Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis was on Friends? I think so. I don't think so, man. Bruce Willis was on Moonlighting. You got to ask Jack. Jack in the box. Oh, no, Jack uh Australian Jack. About what? Cause he, cause he likes friends. Cause they Does like. Does he? Yeah, he said everybody in Australia likes friends, right? Right, Jack. Yeah, uh, I can hear you chewing, dude. Please stop. Oh, this Pizza Hut came out really good. No, don't take another bite. Um. Bruce Willis was on Friends. Clearly. I'm sure he was, dude. That was like 40 seasons. What, was, what did Bruce Willis do on Friends? He's probably like a, a lawyer, or a boss, or something. Maybe an actor, because I know that one dude's an actor in the show. But uh. I know that that isn't that where Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt met. No, is it? I'm pretty. It sure. would make sense. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. I was thinking. The only reason I know is because you know how Facebook will have like a random videos and it was literally just like him walking in and everyone's like woo, and then he's just like talking to Jennifer Aniston like he's not Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was thinking about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah, they they hooked up on Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Smith uh, with each other. What's that? Uh, what's that country song where she's like, "So you're Brad Pitt." 
That don't impress uh, me much. That don't impress me much. It's like, why? Why? That's not cool. <laughs> Driving me crazy. I mean, we're still talking about Brad Pitt. I don't know who that bitch is. Is it Shania Twain? It's Shania Twain, okay. yeah. She, well... Whoa, uh, damn, dude, all of her songs kind of sound the same, because now that I think about it... That's, that's not the, the same song, but it yeah. It kind of sounds the same as the, like, feel like a woman. How, how, how come that hasn't been... Let's ironic? go, girls. That needs to be ironically in a, in a well, movie where two friends are like, let's go, girls, and they hit a bong or something. Well, <laughs> you got. I was thinking, I was like, that would be perfect for, like, Pineapple Express 2, and it's like they're getting ready to go in and, sh- like, shoot up, and they're grabbing guns and loading them. It's like, let's go, girls. And Seth Rogen, get back to us. We, we got one for you. Let me just write your movies, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but, so back to what I was saying. They're also... She breaks up with her boyfriend because he's like, I don't like your clothes. I don't like your new personality, and we I don't have anything that. in common. It's like, you don't have anything in common just because she started wearing better clothes? Yeah, is what's the message of the movie? Do what your boyfriend says. Well, like, not only that, <laughs> do what your boyfriend says, and when he's not happy about it, answer a phone and break up with him for a little bit. Go to England or Paris and, and sleep with another guy, and then come back and go, it didn't work out. Can we get back together? Yeah, you think she mentioned to him, like, oh, yeah, I... God, no. I she, fucked the weird-looking Dude, weird she literally British broke guy. up with him after she made out with that guy, like, five minutes later. Like, remember her And that guy sucks. Like, they couldn't have got somebody cool? We were like, yeah, I could see her going for, like, fucking Harry Potter instead of... What a weird subplot, was. too, where she's like, you better get me the manuscript for Harry Potter. You're right, I forgot about that. That was dumb, but, like... And then, well, and they like, there was no intensity to it, too. It was just her being annoyed. And then she's like, well, what am I going to do with this? She's like, don't worry. The twins, Again, been, the twins have been taken care of. Zero tension. Mm-hmm. She, it's like, you're like, oh, fuck. Because she, she hands her the manuscript, right? And she's like, one manuscript? How are my twins going to share one manuscript? And she's like, don't worry. I already fucking downloaded it onto their Kindles, and they read it last night before they even left for the train. And it's just like, oh, okay, crisis also, averted, no drama. Maybe this is why I'm not an assistant, but I'm like, I don't know. They could read it aloud to each other, take turns. Yeah, maybe, but maybe that's what she needs. She needs you to warm her heart of ice to be like, you know, what? you need to start thinking about the shit that you do to people. And she's like, you're right. That never happens. I'm gonna put on my Prada suit. And in fact, I would say by the end of the movie, Anne Hathaway is a worse person. Um, and then she goes to yeah. a job interview, and then the guy's like, well, "I don't again. You don't have any experience writing. Why would I hire you?" And Ratchet up that tension, and then he just is like, "And then she said, you were the best fucking assistant ever.'" I was like, "What was that word, assistant?" Sure, sorry. Well, I, if it was me and it was my script, and it's not, but I'd be like. Uh, her boss is a super bitch. She doesn't get along, but she's a journalist, so she starts writing like a, a an op ed on that working for that company, and it's like working for the meanest bitch in fashion, and then like publishes it, and that gets her another job. I literally thought she was gonna. You'll write never it. work in the fashion industry again. And she's like, I was, I wasn't planning on it, and I then she starts to. working for like Huffington Post or one of those. I was waiting for her to write like a memoir and then sell it to a publisher, and they're like, "We love it. What's it called?" And she's like, "The, the Devil, Devil Wears, Wears Prada." Prada. Like that's I was. <laughs> So sure that was gonna happen, <laughs> and they're like, "It's genius." Yeah, we're hiring you. And, um, then, um, and then it would be like, what, "What was the? What would be the end song on that?" Like, oh, I was like, "What are you?" Uh, and I would want. I don't know. The music sucked on this movie. Yeah. That, uh, what was the worst part for you? Like, what was the? Um, I really just hated anything to do with the boyfriend because I couldn't stand that guy. Her friends also sucked. Like that one guy is like, I love my job. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I fucking hate. Oh my wait, job. no, I don't. Psych. <laughs> like, what a terrible joke. What's the joke, you idiot? 
Yeah. And also, like, the only thing I knew about that movie was the Gird Your Loins line, and that guy ends up being the best character so, in the movie. Yeah, that's weird. So, weirdly enough, the Gird Your Loins thing, I remember whenever I would see that trailer, I, I pictured in my head, like, oh, she must work in this giant office with all these different people, and it's so hectic, and they're constantly like, You're run right. this over here, run this over there, we gotta get this on. And then... It, the first five minutes, it looks like that, and then the rest of the movie, it is the quietest office you've ever seen that has, like, two people in it max, ever. Yeah. Well, also, it's hard not to compare this to Whiplash because of what we predicted, but whatever. True. But, like, Whiplash... We set ourselves up for disappointment, Whiplash honestly. does a great job of, like, this guy... Like, the opening of the movie is fucking brilliant because it gets right to the point. Like, he's practicing drumming, and he looks up, and J.K. Simmons is there, and he's like, I didn't tell you to start stop playing. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, can you do your fucking four-fifths paradiddle? And he's like, uh, yeah. And then he starts doing it, he looks up, and he's gone. He's like, all right, this guy has no time for bullshit. There's, like, an air of mystery to him. Yeah, too. there's, like, he clearly, like, right there, you already know this guy's kind of a prick. He's got no time for bullshit, and he has high standards because he fucked up. And then... The very first class, he's like overly nice to him. He's like, yeah, then just, you know, rock with the band and all that. And then he's playing too slow, playing too fast. And then someone's out of tune. And then you get this brilliant Oscar worthy performance of him tearing apart yeah. the trumpet line of people. And then a dude gets kicked out of class. So, right there, we're 15 minutes into the movie and we already know the stakes are higher than ever. He has a zero tolerance policy for bullshit. And that makes the main character drive. He's like, well, I want this more than anything. Your shirt, there's more. Okay, you're good. Uh, he like flicked his cigarette a little bit and like a bunch of fucking lit ashes landed on him. Um, so yeah, by the time uh, the first day of band practice is over, he's like, oh shit, this is way harder than it needs to be. And then he, a great quick cut of him grabbing magazines and CDs and he starts studying and working harder and making his hands bleed and all that. And you're like, oh shit, he wants it. Yeah, this movie I wanted never, that for this movie. This movie where never she's has like, that moment. She goes from like, I don't know what... Uh, fucking uh, Calvin Klein is to like she's like uh, I know that that's the prime minister of Eurasia and he's here for <laughs> yeah well that like we said that was that was more a reference to her being like oh, I'm smart I read real newspapers I know who that is it's the ambassador to Micronesia or whatever very quick reference and uh, yeah and then it never comes up again or again no stakes it has nothing to do with anything like yeah and it's also I think my biggest problem if I can sum it all up is that the movie's called The Devil Wears Prada and this woman's not the devil, not not literally or figuratively. She's just a chick who's like, "Hey, uh, let me get all this shit done on time. <laughs> can you can you get me a coffee while you're at it?" Yeah. And she's like, "Oh God, I can't." I and don't also, know. there was a lot of scenes where they were setting up like a Chekhov's gun sort of thing, where you know, in in scripts or movies, if you see a gun nine times out of ten, that gun will be used in a later scene. That scene, it's gonna get used, and. There's a few times, like, she gets the coffee, and there's four cups of coffee or whatever. She's like, make sure they're hot. And I'm like, all right, so one of two things is going to happen. She's going to spill the coffee on the important dress she just picked up. Or two, the coffees are going to be just not hot enough that she's going to have to go and do it again, and then she's going to get in a car accident or something like that. Again, Yeah, so you know, many opportunities up- for, like good storytelling that are just like, eh, we're gonna move on. And what happens is she brings the coffee and sets it on the table and then you never see anyone grab it. You never see anyone fucking use it. And then... And then she picks it up like it's something. You know, there. another scene is she's she's getting... Uh, she's at the chow line. Hanging in a chow line. And she's uh, getting food and she gets soup and the guy's like, you know, that's a fat joke, cellulite. And then she spills the soup on her like ugly sweater and then that never gets brought up Nothing again. Happens. And you're like, you're telling me this lady works at a fashion magazine where the lady was making fun of her skirt, her shoes, her like ugly ass non-slip shoes, her hair, her non-wearing makeup, 
and she spills soup on a like gray jacket, which, I, as you know, if you get any kind of moisture on anything gray, it just stays stained. It wasn't for the gray; rest it was cerulean. Remember? Well, that was a different one, but uh, and it never gets brought up again by anyone in a fashion magazine that has the highest standards in New York, which is like the fashion epicenter of the world besides Paris. Like, come on, like we're there's no stakes, and and I just don't, I just couldn't care. Like I, yeah. I kept, and even when like. Uh, they set up a scene where they're going to bond like that Miranda chick and Andy are sitting there and they're like, I'm getting a divorce because I'm a career woman or whatever. She just sits there and she's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, do your job. And you're like, well, like this would have been yeah, a good moment what, for her to be like, you know. Like in Funny People where Adam Sandler's kind of like gets mad at Seth Rogen a little bit for being having too much sympathy for him or something. Like just something other than like, Oh, she's so difficult to work with. I don't know. It's she could have been like, you know, I've been doing this forever. I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, something, anything. Like, have her go off. Have her show some acting chops. This lady's an Oscar-winning like actress, and you're just not to using her. Listen to the Rewatchables episode about this and hear what they have to say about it, because well, I don't. what would be the most rewatchable scene? The girl getting hit by a car? Yeah. No, I think I said, I think all there's like three monologues in this movie that are really well-written and really well-performed, like especially just the whole thing where she's like uh you know you were that was picked out for you years ago by all these other people that started p- picking that shade of blue and saying it was in, in fashion and you're trying to act like you don't follow fashion but you do like that that was interesting that ma- that's the stuff that makes you go like interesting i want to kn- i want to know more about this fashion world also um in a, like a post me too or maybe an intra me too world that we live in right now she gets basically used for sex by like this english uh, fashion guy who's about to take over the company and all that, and then there's just no consequences for him like using her and setting her up and all that. And that guy's a prick, and like very, very much like he has this air about him of like, well, I control everything that's going on here. You know, you owe me for that fucking Harry Potter manuscript that I got for you. Well, and not only that, she never even tells him off. Like, you know what? I, it was like, no, you she, suck she, the that was supposed to be the whole thing where he's like, "Come on, baby," and she's like, "I'm not your baby." Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. She did, I guess, tell him off in in some small, tiny way. But, but like, like, that was a small payoff. Not later satisfying. On. She should have like tied his shoes together or something like that and had him trip on the runway or something. Should have like, um, I don't know, something, just something. I don't know. Like it just not like nothing ever. Nothing in that movie affects any other scene. You know, she gets in trouble and she almost gets fired, and then the next second, it's the the guy's like, "Here, I'll just help you dress better." And, and then she gets all this all these free clothes, and I kept thinking like, "Oh, that's gonna come back in the end." Like, she's gonna be like, uh, "You're quitting. You better give me back those thousands of dollars worth of dresses and shit." And she's gonna be like, "Oh you my fat god, fat bitch." Yeah, and it just never the drama. Like for her being called the devil, the drama never ever. Not shows not up. to mention, there's a scene where it's like set up that you're supposed to go to her house and drop off like the 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 pre magazine so she can look at it, and then she's like put it on the table with the flowers and then do this and that. And then she gives her like this list of things and it's supposed to be this intense scene of like, I don't know where to put this shit. And like the twins are messing with her and all that. And then like the scene in Boogie. And then she goes up the stairs and there's like, and she's clearly pissed off at her. And the next day she never brings it up. I'm like, well, they they never brought that up. So what was the point of having a scene of her getting caught in the house, like in the wrong area, putting the magazine in the wrong spot? Yeah. I kept thinking the twins were going to come into play at some point too. I also thought I was like, she puts the magazine on like the floor of the top of the staircase. And I was like, well, are they going to bring up the fact that that's kind of disrespectful? I have to bend over and touch it on the ground. Like, and that doesn't get brought up. I don't know. I think, we uh, made a better movie in our predictions than this movie ended up being, and yeah, uh, the part the I like our idea where she turns out to actually be the devil, and then she like sells her soul to get a job in the fashion world. You know what I was thinking <laughs> halfway through this movie? I was like, oh, the Neon Demon did the same movie, but like way better. Like, 
it's a, a like an underage girl getting into the fashion world and getting in over her head, and then uh, eventually gets consumed by it very physically and metaphorically. Yeah, Neon Demon was great. So yeah, if you guys are interested in fashion movies, this one's like a, a neo <coughs> like noir horror movie. Neil Breen. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas winning Reffin, so you know it's good. Oh, uh, God. I, what is there even anything left to say about Like, I just... I don't know. I feel like we picked it apart pretty good. I, I Like I said, I, I went in with high hopes. I thought, hey, you know... Hey, I think this is our new niche, though. I like this. Maybe. It got kind of hard to watch. Like, uh, I don't know. We might have to take breaks like we were talking about. I was thinking like once a month. Yeah. Well, let us know, I guess. Comments or... or What's the next one? What are we doing hit next? Hit us up. Uh, well, there was one we mentioned earlier that would be a good I've choice. never seen, like, Miss Congeniality or... Uh, you could do that. Or Legally Blonde's one I've never seen. That I always never seen that. Kind of, I've never seen Clueless either. I've never... We should do Clueless. I've never <laughs> seen that. Yeah, that's supposed to actually be funny. I'd be down to watch that. I know that that has fake plastic trees in it. Oh, well, yeah. I'm that's like, if you ever listened to, on Pandora, whatever uh, that Radiohead song would come on, it would always be like, from the Clueless soundtrack. <laughs> So Pandora. Oh, I don't miss those days. That that's actually uh Devil Wears Prada is like Pandora. Peak, peak I Pandora. hardly know her. Also, man, her sidekick, that was the movie has not aged well. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, print out this paper and drive it across town. They're like, oh no, if only I could just email it. Also, for somebody who just graduated from journalism school, she really couldn't type up a memo or like answer a phone. She couldn't even take notes, dude. I like. I hated Anne Hathaway in this movie. She was so inept, so like, ill prepared, and then she never really gets better. She just kind of gets snotty. Like she never gets like learns about her job. She just kind of becomes a bitch about it instead. So at my new job, I'll, I'll walk in. They go, "Hey, I need you to go to this building and open up this door, and then go check on this with this tenant at this place and all that." And it's like if you don't have a pen and a pad, you're fucked. And yeah, like, that's life. She gets told like nine things to do, and then she like couldn't remember them, and then never gets like, "Hey, you need to start fucking writing this shit down and get better at your job." God damn it. Yeah, so there needs to be a character who's like, didn't you go to journalism school? Take some fucking notes. Write about your feelings. Also, uh, Emily Blunt's character, they kind of try to portray her as like this villain, but she never does anything wrong. She's just trying to do her job. She's a better she's a better character than Anne Hathaway because she's like, I love fashion so much that I'm suffering through this shit job and working so I can work with this legendary and person. And there are no consequences for her going to Paris instead of her. Yeah, and then you, and then she's supposed to be fired, and then inexplicably, at the end of the movie, is working there again. No, I don't think she ever got fired. I think she just got told she wasn't going to go. Oh, was that it? Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. To, again, no tension. I thought she was supposed to get fired. Also, like, the movie set up a problem and then kind of solved it by getting, having her get hit by a car, because how would she go to Paris while being in the hospital? Yeah, maybe the worst, like, issue of Deus Ex Machina, if, if, if I don't even know how to pronounce that, that I've ever seen, where it's just like, oh, no, here's a scary problem. Well... We wouldn't want her to have to deal with that. We wouldn't want her to have to like muster the strength to be like, "Sorry, you can't go to Paris. I'll just hit her with a car." I guess that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we've we've <laughs> exhausted our opinions and thoughts on that. Yeah. Well. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your out of five stars? You, you gave it a two. I think I settled on a two. Yeah. At one point, I was I was saying I was like, "This is a this is becoming a two and a half," and then. Um, I think when, when the guy was just like, yeah, we're going to hire you. I was like, this is a two and a half. No, it was when, it was when she's like, Hey, do you want these dresses? And she's like, damn girl. I was like, no, this sucks. She's like, Hey, did you want those dresses? And the girl's like, I don't know. You were really fat. I don't think I could fit. No, I don't know. I'm pretty British. And you know, we don't, we have stiff upper, upper lips and what have you. That sounds like a sexual thing, but it's not. Uh, All right. <laughs> 
But yeah, I you know we're open to feedback on this one. Uh, let us know. Were, were we too harsh? I don't know. Did we were our expectations too high? Well, what were we supposed to talk about? I don't know. What else should we watch? Is there any other like something you wouldn't you wouldn't expect us to watch? Is there something? That's what watch? I kind of like about it. Is that like we we just watched fucking like Rolling Thunder and and uh, the, b- before the devil knows your Prada. Yeah, uh, other devil themed movies we watch. We just finished Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which is a fucking fantastic movie by Sidney Lumet. The film you're right. That feels like a, a Safety Brothers movie. Is the way it ends. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a great movie. Which I guess they take inspiration from. Obviously, I want to see the Safety Brothers version, the A24 version of The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my dude. god! What? What was? Did, wasn't there a movie with Kristen Stewart called like The Assistant or something like that? Or uh, a Personal Shopper? Oh, Personal Shopper. That's a good movie. Yeah. No, she. I mean, she's in a, like a personal assistant that buys clothes for like a model or something, and um, she's like hanging out at her house, I think, in Paris. And then she's being haunted by the ghost of her dead brother, who's like texting her on the train and shit. That was that was a weird movie. So it sounds I, like something we need to watch. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't. I know people don't really love Case Do anymore, but like she's doing some cool stuff. Underwater I thought, was. I a thought little, Underwater was a nice three star. It was okay. Yeah, I really was hoping for more, but it was it, it kind of it was more two thousand one than Alien. Like it had a very slow movie. The ending was clearly supposed to be like the. Don't worry, this ending saved it because it's Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would say it was a two and a half for me just because of the car. Getting, <laughs> the I don't car. know. I really like that. <laughs> I mean, but it, der- it derailed the whole, all the tension. It reminded me of the scene, uh, again, from Whiplash where he's like on the phone. He's like, uh, I'll be there in fucking 15 minutes. And then he gets just hit by a car. Yeah. Great movie. Whiplash. That's that's the tape. If there's any takeaway from this, watch Whiplash. What a great movie. Oh, my God. I, I don't think I've seen a more um, to the point, well-directed, well-acted uh, well edited and just you know Birdman's another one too I would say that has nothing to do with The Devil Wars Prada but it's like talk about movies that really respect your time like movies you're in and drums. out yeah you're right I didn't think about that but uh, what Whiplash is like what an hour and 28 minutes or something, something like, that? like that it's fucking it's very reasonable. respects your time and it's it's good from start to finish if you can handle I maybe would have given this more than two stars if it wasn't what three hours long how long I don't even, it was like an hour and 40 oh Christ it, wasn't, it felt so long yeah and, uh, you know why too? There's there's never any change of scenery. The it's the most generic set like New York sets of like oh now we're in a an expensive New York on a budget for sure. Now we're in an expensive New York restaurant. Now we're in a park in New York. Now we're like fucking every like even when they go to Paris it's like now we're in a. Paris I also hotel I dock it a little bit because you're taking Anne Hathaway who's like a gorgeous like actor and then she starts off gorgeous and then they're like your sweater's stupid and then she puts on a dress instead of a sweater like oh my god you're finally in the fashion industry bitch wears a sweater to work and And she's like like, you know your sweater was handpicked by a fashion company and you're giving into the machine and all that and it's like okay what i wanted to see was like the scarface of the fashion industry where he's like slowly works his way up and he's like she's like say hello to my little friend and it's like a fucking a necklace pair of from like Michael Tiffany or something. I don't have some fucking some nice shoes. Yeah, it's like these are the ones. These are winter boots. I don't know. Have a scene where like she's like, you got to go pick up. This is the only pair. We need them for a shoot. And then like she gets fucking hit by a car and like the, the shoes get destroyed. And she's like, I'm sorry. I like the part in the beginning where the chick was putting on underwear. And then I like the part where. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's like, I got some other new clothes too, some underclothes that go under the clothes. Don't you think that was like bad writing for the the boyfriend? He was already a shitbag, and then she he's like, I'm mad at you because I don't see you that often. She's like, but, but what about this brazier? Like, Do you want to see like, some of these? And he's like, all right. He's like, all right, I'll, let's go to bed. I mean, 
no, that seems accurate. But, but like, that's fair. Yeah, it's the only manly thing that dude ever did in the movie. Like, he's like, I make pork reduction all day long. Do you think I care about pork fashion? Port wine reduction, I think, is what he said, right? Pork reduction. That's he's like, I make chicharrones all day long. <laughs> I make chorizo all day long, and you put this shit on me. <laughs> now that's a movie I would I would want to see. Not this one. Thanks for listening. It just made me think of dad where dad's like, no, it's choice, not select. And I'm like, well, if you select something, isn't that a choice? And he's like, it's choice. Well, I choose to select the choice. Our dad gets really weird about like meats and like the where he buys them from. And he's always like, no, I go. Which one does he go for? Is it choice? I don't fucking know. I don't, he's always like, I don't go to Stater Brothers because they have select. I go to Albertsons because they have choice. And I was like, I. What does like, that mean? Let me get some of that option meat. That's my favorite. <laughs> let me get some of that fucking cheap shit, bruh. And, uh, yeah. So let's end it there. Uh, I'm going to edit the trailer in before our break. So that, you know, people well, don't tell people it. that. Just do it. Well, I'm going to edit this out. All right. You better. I'm not, though. I know you're not. Anyway, thanks for listening. Give us some feedback. If you got any other movies that you think we'll Please, love we and or feedback. hate, then let us know because this was fun. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever you are, whoever's listening. First of all, sorry, my bad. Second of all, sorry we haven't recorded in a month. It's just been quarantino. Whatever you could think of that you want to hear us talk about, that's a movie and maybe a TV show, but we're 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 moving. I mean, it's in the title. I mean, we're gonna do our own shit like lists, and we're gonna do like we never did best of 2019. No, oh, we did, huh? That was the first episode. Uh, yeah, you're right. We've only done three. How can we forget? <laughs> well, that was like January. Um, that was before the apocalypse, but it's true. All right, right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, Devil Wears Nada. Uh, We need some kind of sign-out, like, and that's that's the movie. movie. And that's the girding of the loins. That's the way we watched our our movies. By the way, we rented it. We didn't have it. I paid $3.99 for this. You know, you paid, like, $1.99 when we rented RoboCop, and you know what? I'd pay a dollar for that. Yeah, there you go. I'd buy that for a dollar. Shit, I fucked up. That's all right. You can edit him saying that in at the end right here. All right. Do it, though. You're not going to.